Welcome, welcome, welcome to the podcast, everyone. It is Saturday. It's not our normal day. Our normal day is Friday. However, sometimes we just got to learn to pivot, right? Sometimes we we have a program and a schedule that we want to adhere to, and there's nothing wrong with that. Order is great. God works in order. You know, having a um, consistent consistency in our life is great. But with God, we have to be willing to pivot, or just with life, Amen. With life, we have to be willing to pivot, but we cannot never deviate from the assignment, Amen. And so, yes, we had to pivot this week because um, I had something come up yesterday. And so I was unable to get on yesterday, but I'm glad that I did not because I did not know what it was that I believe the Lord was putting on my heart to speak um, yesterday. And so today I have, um, you know, today's episode uh, called it Live Again, um, because that's something that I believe the Lord is putting in my heart because um, it definitely is speaking to my current circumstance where I'm at in my season and it may speak to yours as well. So I hope it does. So I just want to welcome everyone to the Purity After Promiscuity podcast where we're redefining a woman's worth. I'm your host, Janelle Renee, and I welcome each and every one of you to my new listeners. Thank you so much for um, joining our community. Thank you so much for streaming, downloading, and listening to this um, podcast. I pray that it's blessing you. I pray that is you're being encouraged. I pray that you're being uplifted. I pray that the Lord is being is ministering to your situation and, and you're being edified um, by the podcast. That's what it's all about. That's what we're here for. We're here as a community, um, as like-minded um women of God, Christ followers servants of the most high, um, redefining our worth. What is our worth? What do we, what, what does that look like as a woman of God, especially when we come from backgrounds and we come from difficult situations and circumstances, you, we experience some hurt, some habits, I mean, some hurt, some abuse. We might experience some trauma. We might experience, um, you know, some extreme difficulties that has really, um, you know, created holes and wounds in our souls. Maybe, you know, we experience something that really places in a, a place where we don't know our identity or we may be in an identity crisis. Maybe we have been bleeding because we've been so wounded from life and we've just been walking around like the woman with the issue of blood. You know, maybe, you know, we just um, are in a place of hurt. You know, we've been hurt from so many people. You know, so many people hurt us, people that we love, people we trusted, we depended on, and they failed us. They dropped the ball and they hurt us. And so God wants us to be restored. He wants us to be free. He wants us to walk in the fullness of who he called us to be. He wants us to understand who we are in Christ. He wants us to know that we are overcomers. We are victorious, that we never lose because Christ, he already, his work is a finished work on the cross. He already conquered it all. He's, we already have the victory. We're already seated in heavenly places, heavenly places alongside Christ Jesus. Amen. And so as women of God, we need to walk in our, um, boldly and unapologetically in our, um, in our identity, right? So we are in our identity series. We actually winding down um next week, next Friday, maybe um our last episode. So that probably will be the season finale for this um this season. And so we'll take a break and prepare for season five. This is season four right now. We're in our identity series. I hope it's been blessing you. You guys always can reach out to me and let me know if you're being blessed by the podcast. And so yes, all my loyal listeners, I thank you so much. You guys mean so much to me. Um, you guys, you, you know, I just appreciate every, every um, support, all forms of support, whether it's prayers, um, whether it's, um, you know, being um, sharing, um, whether it is just listening, um, downloading, streaming, whatever the case may be, it's all, it all matters. It's all important. And so I just thank you guys so much. And uh, I would love to connect with you guys. I would love to hear from you. If you're on Podbean and you're listening, you are able to leave a comment and I'm able to reply back and we can communicate communicate that way. I also do um, in the description, always leave my contact information, my email and my website that you're able to connect with on there. And so um, please connect with me. Let me know how the hot podcast is blessing you. Let me know, you know, like if you need any prayer um, or you know, you just want to um, connect with me. I would love to hear from you. So please don't hesitate. And um, if you're listening on any other platform, if you're able to leave a comment, please do so. If not, you can hit me up on my email. Um, also like, comment, like, and share. Um, like and share. Share, 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 because that's how the podcast gets more visibility, gets in front of more people. More people can be blessed by the um, the message or the um, episode. So I appreciate you if you would just please share it. Um, and, you know, if you're able to like, it or rate it on the plat 
platform that you're listening on, I would absolutely appreciate that as well. And so I just want to thank you all um, for just whatever way you contribute to the podcast and, and, and its growth and um, its visibility and it's um, just continuing to be um you know, uh, it just the message, right? It's not about Janelle. I'm just, I just happen to be the voice, the vessel that the Lord is using, but it's all about him. It's all about his glory. It's all about Jesus. It's all about the cross and him crucified, right? It's all about the blood and how the blood restores and washes us, cleans and make us new. I know I needed the blood, the blood, I needed to be blood washed and blood bought. Amen. And so I know that so many more people who may not understand that Christ loves them, regardless of where they are, what they've done what they've been through you could be in the what you think is the worst of the worst and the blood still works and the blood still cleans and washes and christ still came to set you free and that is what is this podcast is all about and especially for women and yes especially for women who may have had a, a sexual history that they're not proud of for whatever reason um there are so many reasons that contribute to why we may have gone down a certain path or took a certain journey it's not because a lot of us is just chosen that no one just wakes up and say oh i want to be promiscuous oh i want to you know not honor um the lord with my body oh i want to just you know have multiple children with multiple baby daddies oh i want to you know sleep with multiple men like mo that's not what anybody most women is not thinking that life happens things happens to uh, happen to us in our life and it creates um uh, a deviation from the path that the Lord originally had for us. The enemy sows seeds, right? He uses people and people do things. And sometimes we experience abuse, sometimes sexual abuse, physical abuse, trauma, neglect, you know, sometimes abandonment, rejection, right? Um, some It's it just so, so many things that can lead us on a different path, but it doesn't matter what the path is or how you got there. The, the blood of Jesus is able to wash and redeem you and, and, and cleanse you and bring you back in right standing with the Father. And I want you to know that and he's done it for me and so many others and this is why i get on here is because i want women to know that even if you have are struggling even if you're still struggling right now sis i want to say to you you can live again even if you're still struggling with your identity right now even if you're still struggling with understanding like is god real um what is you know what is this you know um christianity or what is this with the bible what is this all about you know is this stuff real listen taste and see that the lord is good the only way you really know it's you got to try it for yourself right you got to see yes i can get on here and tell all my testimonies other people can do the same you can read the word of god you can see how god moved through all kind of people's lives however it ain't nothing like your own personal experience and the only way to get that is to receive jesus christ as your personal lord and savior and understand that god is not human he doesn't think like we do he's not judgmental in that way he loves you with the everlasting love he he, he loved you even before whatever decision you made that may not be conducive to a lifestyle of holiness right he doesn't care he doesn't care what you've been through he all he wants you to do is know that he loves you and he is um, waiting for you to come and he's going to accept you the bible tells us um, that when we ask for forgiveness and we're sincere in our heart he's just to forgive and cleanse us of all unrighteousness he doesn't remember it no more and so you need to know that your 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 whole life is new in christ when you become it when you're in christ you're a new creation old things pass away right so that old person that old you that those old appetites those old mindsets the old way of thinking is it passed away and you can live again you can be reborn and renewed right and that's what today's episode is all about and so i just want to just um say that i just felt impressed to say that because i hope that this um episode gets in front of the person who needs to hear that the most and under to understand that the blood makes you new right um a lot of times we so um bound by our history or our past and what we've done and who we used to be that is very difficult for us to walk into our future because we're still like under that shame we're still under that condemnation and the bible says in romans 8 in one thou therefore is no condemnation for those who are in christ jesus and so we have to understand that yes we we may have made some mistakes and yes we may have experienced some consequences and all of those things however god is not holding that against us once we repent he remembers it no more yes people may try to hold it against you but that's where you put the word on it you be like no that was not me that was the sin in me i've said that to people when they say something to me i'm like that was not me that was the sin in me right like no uh mm -mm, that was not me or she not she not here no more if someone want to bring up my past and who i used to be and what i used to do listen here you that that person is dead that person has been buried i've been resurrected i've been raised up 
seated in heavenly places alongside Christ Jesus. No, I don't know what you're talking about. Amen. And it's not that we're lying or we're wanting to be in, you know, um, you know, pretending things didn't happen, but it's, I'm not going to let you take me back to a place that the Lord delivered me from. And that's the mindset you have to have. Once the Lord sets you free, you're free. I don't care what you've done. I don't care who trying to bring it back in your, up to you. I don't care what your passage, how it's trying to come back in your life. Listen, the Lord has already set you free and you're free indeed. If you hold fast to your, um, to your newness of life, right? If you hold fast to your faith, if you hold fast, you know, to, to, to the, to the salvation, the gift of salvation that you've been given, you are free. You can be free. And if you're not free today, you can, you can get free. It starts with receiving Jesus Christ because he's the only way he's the way, the truth and the life. He's the only way to the father. There's no other way to God. I know you hear many things today in today's society. You may hear people say, Oh, it's many ways to God. Oh, you may hear people say, Oh, I, re I worship the universe or I'm spiritual, you know, or I worship this or that, you know, this is God. This is, that is God. Listen here. Um, the Bible is very clear that Jesus is the only way to the father, right? He's the only way to eternal life. He is the only way to newness of life, right? In order, in order to be reborn, you have to be reborn of water and by the spirit, the spirit meaning Holy Spirit. Cause I know today we hear, hear a lot of things about spirits and spiritism and spiritualists and all of these things, but if it's not Holy Spirit, if it's not Jesus Christ, the Son of the Living God, this if it's not um based out of the um Holy Bible, the Holy Scriptures, then that there is no other way. There is no other way. There is no other way. So I just I just um challenge you to do your research and just see for yourself. Don't take my word for it. Don't take other people's word for it. But you need to see for yourself. The only way you're going to know that you know is if you if you try it for yourself. I know that I know because of what I've experienced, not because of what anyone has told me. It's because of the things that I know that I, that there is no other explanation for what how what has happened or how God's brought me out or what I've overcome or what I've survived and what I've gone through and how he's cleaned up, how he's turned my life around, how he's blessed me, how he's made me new, how he's healed me, just all of these things. Even the mere fact that I'm on this podcast right now and I've told my testimony very, very transparently, very raw, uncut, told the whole truth about my whole past and my when in, in my years um when I was in promiscuous and when I was broken and when I was in and out just um relationships and, and experiencing with all different types of you know things in the world and I used to drink and I used to smoke and I used to sleep around and I used to you know steal and I used to you know just live a lifestyle of chaos and you know I was just headed down the path of destruction didn't even know it right because a lot of times we don't realize it when we're in it a lot of times sin is fun in the moment we are having fun you're having fun hanging out going to the bars going to the club doing this doing that you know getting high all of those things right it's a temporary what seems like a temporary fix a temporary joy a temporary you know um enjoyment but it's, it's not long lasting and you find yourself having to constantly chase and chase and chase another one and another one another one because it eventually fades away and now you need your next fix and because you don't know that you're hook lying and sinker going down the path of destruction because you're in the midst of the darkness and you can't see and you see and and see I, the lifestyle I was living everybody around me was living the same lifestyle we was all on the path of destruction and didn't know right we were all doing the same thing no one in my circle was living righteously or living holy or you know living for God or talking about God really so you know a lot of times you don't know until you come out or you don't know until the light which is the light is Jesus when he comes into your life and he begins to bring light like in the beginning in Genesis it says the that in the beginning uh, the earth was void and formless and, and God, his spirit hovered over the face of the deep, right? So a lot of times when there's darkness, the, the father, um, Holy Spirit has to come in. And then what did God say in the beginning? He said, let there be light. So when God comes in your life, when Jesus, when Christ comes in your life, when, when you get filled with Holy Spirit, it brings light. And now you're able to see like, wait a minute, hold on. This is not really what I thought it was. Then the smoke begins to clear, you know, and then the, the mirrors begin to be removed and you get to see things for what they really are and you get to know that you were not living at all yes you feel like you may have had some fun yes you may have did you know some things that you you think you wanted to do but at the end of the day what what profit a man to gain the world but lose his soul right what difference do it make if you have temporary pleasure in this earth that's passing a day every way and you spend your eternity in hell because he, uh, eternity is a lot longer than what we live on this earth and so it you know you just have to have a knowing for yourself and I've had to taste and see that the Lord is good. That's why in, 
despite, in spite of, right? In spite of persecution, in spite of affliction, in spite of suffering, in spite of being in the fire, in spite, you know, of going through the storms, in spite of feeling like God has forsaken me, in spite of feeling like I'm forgotten, in spite of feeling like, um, you know, I can't trust God in certain areas in spite of whatever I feel, whatever I go through. And yes, I may have different responses in the moment when it, when the dust settles, I have a resolve because I've already seen what God can do. I've already experienced the hand of God in my life. I've already seen the miraculous. I've already seen him as a healer. I'm already seen him as a way maker. I've already seen him do the supernatural. I've already seen my life be restored unto me on more than one occasion. I and had more than one several um more than one excuse me a near-death experience and i'm still alive i've seen the hand of god I, i've laid hands on someone and pray and they recover and never deal with that ailment again right i've seen the miracle hand of god work in my life i see i've seen god restore me from nothing when i gave up everything and i had nothing and, I, and we were living sleeping on the floor and living in an empty house and eating on the floor and we had absolutely nothing but food and, and a roof and, and and but the grace of god and everything that i gave up and everything that i lost he restored it a hundred folds i've seen that right i've seen how he's transformed me from the wicked wretched undone uh unclean a woman person that i was to who i am today that is nothing short of a miracle the path that i was heading down i don't know if i would be here I don't know if I would be alive if I stayed on that path, right? But I've seen how God has taken someone like me, someone so broken, someone so abused, someone so misused, someone who was who just was just totally undone, someone who was just totally overtaken by just just abuse and sadness and sorrow, and just have just I was angry and I just had all this anger and all this bitterness, you know, and I just I was so selfish because all I wanted to do was filled the void in my soul. I, I was hurting people. I was hurting myself and I did not even care. And I was just living life, trying to look for love in all the wrong places and doing things, trying to fill this void, trying to feel love and just, just doing it and, and, and not even realizing how much damage in my pursuit of trying to be filled, how I was causing more damage and I did not even know but I've seen how God transformed me how he's renewed my mind how he's made me whole I've seen how I was addicted to pornography from the time I was like 11 10 11 12 years old addicted to masturbation from the time I was 10 11 12 years old and I am totally set free I've not watched porn I don't even know. It's been a minute now, right? I have not masturbated. It's been a minute. And to God be the glory, it's not me. I don't take no credit. And and also somebody who was promiscuous, you know, just in my early, in my teenage years, in my early 20s, to now be abstinent and, and, and living a life of holiness and almost five years abstinence, not having no, not, not having sex with anyone. And so that's nobody but God. Nobody could do that for me but God. It was him who set me free. So I have experienced. It's not just what the preachers say. It's not just what the Bible say. I have experienced to know how God can come into your life and cause you to live again. And that is what I admonish someone. If you don't know God for yourself, if you are, you know, someone who is teeter-tottering or maybe, you know, you backslidden and you, cause maybe you just wasn't sure. Maybe you, you know, you just kind of in a place where you, you, you were, you grew up in a different type of belief system or, you know, religion, whatever the case may be, you have to, you have to taste and see that the Lord is good. I, I can't convince you. All I can do is tell you my true Real life experience the way you are going to be convinced is by your own experience and but god god is life uh, there is nothing in him but life right he gives life he, he gives life he taketh away but he is life and he can take even the most dead places in your life and he can breathe on it and it will live again he can breathe on your finances you may have dealt with poverty your whole life maybe you come from generational poverty maybe there's been a generational stronghold of poverty over your bloodline but god can breathe on your finances and you can be the one who breaks out of that place of poverty and you you can be the one who creates the generational wealth. Maybe you come from a family and everybody is divorced or everybody is single. Nobody's married. Nobody stays married. And may, But God can breathe on you and you can be the one who creates the legacy of godly marriage. Maybe you come from 
a, a family who have dealt with, you know, all different types of addiction and strongholds and just couldn't get free, couldn't get ahead, you know, couldn't prosper, maybe a single family home, broken homes, whatever the case may be, whatever your, whatever your thing is, whatever the thing that you dealing with or the thing that you see in your family, you can be the one God can, he can breathe on you. His Ruach, his breath, Ruach is his spirit. His breath can come into your life and it can cause you to live again. I love in Genesis how it says he formed God, he, that the Lord formed the man. He formed Adam, Adam from the dust of the earth. But then, see, God can create something out of nothing. If you think of dust, if, we, if I was just to have some dust in my hand right now, all I would think is this is just some fragments of something, right? It's nothing though, because it has no form, has no shape, it has no purpose. It's just dust. But God can take, this is why you need to know, my God, see, I feel the Holy Spirit. I feel the anointing. This is why you need to know. Sometimes God allows us to get to that place where we feel like we're dust. I think that's why it tells us in Isaiah that he'll give us beauty for ashes. Because when you think of ashes, that means something had had to be consumed. And so in order for there to be ashes, something had to be burned. Come on, somebody. And so that is the residue and ash is a residue of something that used to exist and sometimes we have built these lives up we have constructed our you know these lives we have made a life for ourselves we had these plans you know we have gone forth we have made choices and decisions we begin to try to build our own life and sometimes god has to come come and let it be consumed because maybe that's not the life he has for us because that's the thing when you when you get connected to the father when you when you allow um, Christ into your life you have to understand your life is not your own it belongs to the Lord and he knows the plans and see a lot of times we think that God's plans for us is not as good as our own plans but I don't know about you but it ain't never been a time that I yielded to God and allowed him to be God in my life in an area or trusted him in an area where he disappointed me I I don't have that testimony I can say there are things that I pray for that didn't come to pass, but normally it's probably just wasn't in his will. And then sometimes there are other th factors at play is timing. Sometimes it could be, is the enemy, is there an open door where the enemy is coming in and he's stealing from you? Uh, whatever, because I don't think we really understand when the Bible says the enemy cometh to steal, kill, and destroy. The enemy is really coming to steal, kill, and destroy. So there are many things God has probably has purpose for us to have, but because we don't really understand the spirit realm is real, our adversary is real, and he and he is very con committed to his assignment to kill, steal, and destroy. So there are things in the spirit that has absolutely nothing to do with God. Um, why he we don't have it because God released it. It has everything to do with the principalities and the prince of wickedness and high places and the rulers and the power and all of those things that are in this in the he second heaven that are warring or sometimes the enemy. You know he has a legal right somewhere. Maybe there's a door that hasn't been closed closed there's unconfessed sin maybe we have unforgiveness in our heart maybe we have bitterness envy jealousy whatever whatever the case may be and the enemy has a legal right to come in and he's going to steal from us and so sometimes god is saying i i want you to have that thing i release that to you but the enemy has come in and stolen it from you because god gives life he's a good god and he's withholding no good thing from the upright and the righteous that is his word we have to understand that God, he, he desires for us to thrive. He desires for us to live again. And his plans for us are greater. That's why the word, the Bible tells the scripture says his ways are higher. His thoughts are higher, right? We can't even begin to fathom the mind of God, right? We All we need to do is yield to Holy Spirit because that is the Spirit of God who searches the mind of God who tells us then. He communicates if we are yielded to him. He communicates if we give him room. He communicates if we are open to hear. He communicates the mind of God for our life. So sometimes God has to allow what we built to be consumed in order for him, for it to become dust, for it to become ashes. And then he begins to re recreate. He begins to, because God likes to create on a blank canvas come on somebody he's the potter and he wants to take the lump of clay and he wants to mold it to what he see is good in jesus name and sometimes we look at our lives and we have ideas and we have desires and we have ambitions and they are not according to the life god has for us and god wants to wants us to have the fullness of life that he had for us that he already had in place and in mind from the foundations of the world he wants us to live again and sometimes we 
find ourselves in a dark place, but you got to know if you know the word and you're sensitive and you have an ear to hear, you understand that God, he, you, he works miracles. He does his best work when something is void. Because if you think about the Bible in the beginning, the earth was void and it was formless. It was empty. That means nothing was here. It was a blank canvas. It's so much so that it was nothing but darkness. And he had to come in and say, light be. He had to come in and bring light to that dark place. And then he had to begin to create. That's what God does in your dark place. And see, I'm in a, I've, I've been in, a, I'm in that kind of place. I'm in that empty place right now. You know, things that I, that, that I thought and things that I, you know, that I was comfortable in or secure in or the life that I was trying to build or the found, the foundation that I was trying to build on. See, God, see, sometimes there's a way that seems right to man. I think that's why it says that in Proverbs. See, there's a way that seems right to man but only the lord knows the path and maybe you the 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 thing that you have in your heart is right but maybe the way you're going about building it is not the way and so god will allow something he will allow the thing in your life to become ashes to become dust because what he'll do is he'll begin to form something out of those ashes he'll begin to form something out of that dust and then he'll blow his life he'll blow breath his breath and you and you will live again and so this is what i believe god had placed on my heart today and i'm speaking to myself if nobody else God wants you to live again. It's, it's so difficult if you don't have the right mindset. That's why you got to stay in the word. That's why you got to stay at the feet of God. That's why your ear, you have to have an ear to hear. Because if you if you are sensitive to what God is doing in your life and how God works, you will understand that when you're in that place of obscurity, when you're in that place of darkness in a wilderness where you don't feel like nothing, you, you don't have nothing, you don't know how nothing's going to happen, that is the best place to be because God is going to come in and he's going to begin to create like he did in the beginning. He's going to begin to start calling things that are not as though they were. He is going to begin to speak life and blow life and bring life into those dead areas in those dead places and spaces he is going to begin to cause certain things in your life that maybe had died that he do want you to have to be resurrected he'll begin to bring life and you will live again so don't be discouraged if you find yourself in a dark place don't be discouraged if you feel like you've lost some things don't be discouraged if you feel like you've gone through the fire don't be discouraged if you feel like you're in the storm don't be discouraged if you feel like you're in a place of obscurity of darkness understand that god is a creator and see God is the type of creator that he's not trying to create on top of what you're creating God is the type of creator that he wants to create and he wants to be the one who's doing all the creating he wants to create from the bottom up he likes to do he likes a blank canvas so that way he can create things exactly the way he wants them to be he's the potter we're the clay and so sometimes we try to create our own vessel sometimes we try to create our own selves our own life and god is saying like no daughter no son i don't want that I, that's not the life i have for you or that's not the path let me come in and let me because what i have for you is greater because god does exceeding and abundantly above all we can ask think or desire so sometimes god allows things to fall apart. He may allow you to lose your job. He may allow you to have to move out of your place of um, of residence. He may allow you to experience some type of loss. He may allow something in your life to look like it died. He may allow you to go into a place of darkness, but that is because God is saying, I need to rebuild you. I need to create and I cannot create on the canvas that you've already um, painted on. He's like, I can't, I can't begin to shape and mold this so as the potter in the way that I want it because you've already tried to create it so he's like let me let me create let me make it dust again so he, he'll take that pot that we create and he'll allow it to be smashed and sometimes we be afflicted sometimes we be persecuted sometimes we go through difficulty sometimes we have to walk through the valley of the shadow of death but we don't fear no evil because thou art with us God is with us sometimes he'll have to let the relationship die sometimes people make the marriage may not um you may not go the way you want it sometimes you don't get the promotion sometimes you don't get the job sometimes you don't get the house sometimes you may have to go through a little something but because god is saying i'm ready to create
And when you understand God as creator, when you understand that Hebrew word, Hebrew, Hebrew word bara, which is what is used for create in the beginning in Genesis, and it's it's three different aspects of create. It's create, it's to make, um, and I can't remember the other one offhand because I left my Bible in the house. However, God is looking to remake. He's looking to create. He's looking to take the dust. Again, he took dust. Why did he take dust and, and form the man? He took dust because when you look at dust, you're like, dang, this is 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 not quite something. It's 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 particles. It was something or it could be something, but it don't quite have no form. It don't quite have no purpose. It don't quite, you know, it's it's not quite anything useful yet. And he'll take the foolish things that he'll confound the wise so he'll allow you to go through something and he'll allow people to see and then he'll come in and he'll start creating he'll come into your life and your circumstance of you environment and letting me in and he'll start shaping and molding and creating and next thing you know he begins to blow life and he begins to blow his spirit on your situation and next thing you know people looking at you like wow look at how what the lord done for you wow look how you came out and you don't smell like smoke wow look how you don't have no hair on your head since wow look how you you still have joy even though you're in the midst of a storm because God is beginning to create and he will blow life and He, you will live again. In the same way when he took Ezekiel to the valley of dry bones and he said, man of son of God, can these bones live? Again, they were bones. So they, they used to be something, but in that particular moment, they did not have no, they didn't have no life. They didn't have, you know, there was no, there was, um, you know, no purpose, no function. They were just bones. They used to be something but they were no longer no more and he looked and he said he said son of god son of man can these bones live and ezekiel said lord you know because sometimes when we see our circumstances and it looked like everything fell apart and it looked like we done lost and look like we forsaken and look like we behind and look like we beneath oh we struggling oh you may be in poverty you may be in lack oh it seemed like nothing works out for you it seemed like you know people everybody else getting blessed but you you know all of these things and see the lord begins to come and he wants to know where our, where is our faith because the bible says without faith it's impossible to please god so god will begin to ask us to can this situation live again? Do you have the faith? Do you believe that God can resurrect it? Do you believe that God can can bring can bring you out? Do you believe that God is with you? Do you believe that the situation is going to work for your good, like the Bible said? And you got to be able to have the mind of Christ and see the situation like God sees it and not like you see it. Jesus knew that Lazarus died, but instead of him saying Lazarus was dead, he said Lazarus fell asleep because he understood the power of words. The Bible tells us in um, Proverbs 18, um, 21, that there, the that death and life lies in the power of the tongue. So depending on our perspective of our situation is going to determine what we're speaking over our situation. Ezekiel had enough wisdom to know that he wasn't quite sure if he knew the answer, if the bones could live. So he said, Lord, you know. But then what did the Lord tell him? The Lord said, prophesy to these bones. He be That's what we got to learn how to do. We got to learn to prophesy to our situation. We got to learn to go to God and hear what he said saying about our situation and we have to speak that we have to speak what god is saying so if god say you heal and even though the doctor is giving you a diagnosis you speak you are healed by jesus stripes you are healed you are prospering you're in health as your soul prospers you speak what god said about your situation yes you might be in a place of being behind feeling behind and lack but what does the bible say the bible says that you're the head and not the tail you're above and not beneath you're the lender never the borrower you're fearfully and wonderfully made god I will never leave nor forsake you. You have to speak the word over your situation and you will begin to live again because there's something about the word that will begin to start creating inside of you. Sometimes our outward situation, we don't necessarily see that manifestation immediately because what God likes to do, he likes to work in us internally first because in order for us to be able to maintain the blessing, in order for us to be able to store and manage the blessing, well, he has to make sure that we are prepared, that we are able, that we have the, the correct tools, that we have the correct mindset, that we are totally healed, right? That we have that we have everything we need in order to to steward the blessing so we can be that good and faithful servant so you 
God begins to work in this in the inside. So sometimes when he allow you to get in a place of lack or when you may have been successful and you, you may have been thriving and then all of a sudden, you know, you lose everything. Maybe God is dealing with the fact that maybe you begin to worship mammon because the Bible tells us we cannot serve two masters. We're going to love the one and hate the other. And see, sometimes God has to deliver us from a thing, right? Maybe the reason why you ain't got married yet because you you created an idol out of marriage. And so God is saying, I need you to be delivered from that thing before I give it to you, right? Maybe the reason why you ain't got that home yet that you've been waiting for is because you created an idol out of it. And God is saying, I need you to understand that I am your habitation, that life is in me, that I am your provider, that I am your source. No matter what you have or don't have, you are, you are rich in Christ Jesus. You have everything you need because God is your source. Whatever it is, God begins to deal with us internally. So that way he can begin to bless us and restore us and renew us. But you will live again if you trust God, if you trust the process, if you allow him to come in and begin to shape and mold and create. And sometimes he has to tear down and uproot. What did he say to Jeremiah? I called you to be a prophet to the nations and I need you to go and you need to tear down and you need to uproot. But what is God is a God of balance. He said, but then you're also going to plant and you're going to build. And so when God, because there's a time and a season for everything. So there's a time of to, to tear down, but then there's a time to build up what was tore down. So sometimes God will tear things down. He tears it down because we didn't create an idol out of it. He tears it down because it was never from him. He tears it down because it's old and he's doing something new. Sometimes God allows us to be in a place of obscurity. He allows us to go into a wilderness. He allows us to go into a dark place because he wants to do something new. And the only way he could disconnect us from that thing we love so much some let's keep it real sometimes we get comfortable in the place sometimes we get so used to the blessing that god did before or maybe god blessed us with something or did something for us and we're just you know we're so comfortable in it and god may have been speaking to us and saying okay i'm i need you to keep move i need you to leave the job i need you to leave the relationship i need you to go i need you to leave this city i need you to leave your family he might be saying that to you, but sometimes we are so married to a thing. Even if it's something God gave us, we are so married to it that it's hard for us to let it go. And so sometimes God got to tear it down in order for him to reposition us so he can do a new thing. Because Isaiah 43, 18 says, forget the former things, forget the things of the past. Sometimes we're so used to how God worked in the past. We're so used to seeing God do move the way he used to move. Bless us the way he used to bless us. Answer our prayers the way he used to answer our prayers. You know, but God is like, forget that. I'm doing a new thing and it's going to spring forth suddenly. But how? How can it spring forth if you're not willing to let go of the old? That's why he says, and it's, and, and it's redundant in, in verse 18, because it says, forget the things of the past and remember the things of old no more. So he's stressing. He's saying it because it's, it's repetitive back to back. Forget the old thing. Let the old thing go. Let the old situation go. Let the old hurt go. Let the old disappointment go. Let let the old whatever it is, let it go. Let let the way you I, you used to hear from me. Sometimes God is trying to elevate us and take us higher. And he wants us to enter to another dimension of his glory, another dimension, right? And, and he called the deep is calling unto the deep, but we're so used to, to praying and him answering a certain way, or we're so used to seeing him manifest his glory a certain way or we're so used to how he move in our life a certain way that we get stuck there and he's like I'm not I'm not there no more he like I didn't move on but you still there so now I gotta disrupt some things and because that's the only way that you're gonna get out of that stuck place and you're gonna come over over here so I can do the new thing so you can live again that's why the Bible say you don't want to put your 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 you don't want to put old wine in new wine skins, right? Some some of us we trying to take the old thing and we want to put it in the new thing. And God like, no, it's gonna burst it. 
You don't put the new wine, excuse me, the new wine and old wine skins. It's new wine and old wine skins. You don't want to put your new, your new into the old thing because the old thing can't even handle it. It don't have the capacity to hold it. And see, sometimes God is just trying to grow your faith. Maybe your faith, you've been on this level. The Bible says we go from faith to faith. What does that mean? That means our faith is evolving. That means our faith is growing. So when we've mastered a level of faith, God now wants to take us to that next level of faith. But how does he do that? He calls us to be in a situation where we got to have faith on a, a level we never seen before. And I'm speaking from experience because right now I'm in a situation I've never been in before. Me and my children basically got thrown out of a house um, by my landlord, you know, and it was just very bad. It got really bad. You know, she, the spirit in her really was really trying to come against me and was really, you know, uh, Come, she was really disrespecting me, calling me out my name. Really, you know, I had to call the police on her. She was trying to keep my things. You know, she um jumped up in my face like she wanted to attack me, but I knew it was that spirit. So I had to maintain a mind of Christ and I could not respond to her that same energy because I understood that see sometimes a lot God allows stuff like that because it's a test, because He trying to see is you ready? Are you going to repay evil with evil? Are you going to repay evil with good? Are you going to continue to show love and mercy? The Bible says you, if you love people who love you, that's, that's even the Gentiles do that, right? So if you so only can show mercy to somebody who's showing you mercy, then, then you're, that's not Christ. It's, it's when you can show love to someone who don't deserve it. When you can bless those that persecute you and revile you, those that are but despitefully using you, that is when you know you're growing because that's so hard to do. And I was thrust in this situation and I had to, me and my two children had to just pack up our own, whole house by ourselves. We had a pretty nice size house just me and two children and leave that day in that day, that day. And, and we went through all of this and it was so hard and it was so difficult. And I, I was so hurt and I was so, I was, it took so much because I wanted to defend myself. She's calling me out my name, disrespecting me in front of my children. They're watching this woman calling me B, saying F me, refusing to give me, give, give us our stuff. And my children are watching this and I had to humble myself. And I had to say to myself, Lord, you got to fight this battle for me. Lord, I ain't going to, I'm not going to go and I'm not going to respond to her like what my flesh want me to do. I'm going to trust Lord God that you're a vindicator and you're going to vindicate me and you're going to fight the battle because I've done the right thing. I'm innocent in this. I didn't do anything to this woman. I didn't cuss her back out. I didn't, I didn't yell at her. I didn't disrespect her. I didn't do anything, but just, I even said, God bless you even though she was disrespecting me, calling me all out my name. And even after I had to call the police on her, I still was maintaining a level of respect for her because I understood if I'm going to really be a light, I got to be a light. And see, even though she treated me like that, as I lived in her property, she knew I was a believer. I have prayed for her. I've talked to her about God and all of that stuff. So if I would have returned that same energy that she was, what she was doing to me, I would have lost my witness because in us, for us to be in this world, we're in it and not of it. And so you got to be willing to stand apart, to take the high road in order so you can win even more so that the Lord shall be glorified and trust that God is a vindicator and trust that God is a restorer and trust that God, he will fight the battle for you if you don't put your own hands on it. And I had to go through that. And now I'm in a situation where me and my children don't have a place to live in this moment. We're having to live with family in my whole life i've never been in a position that i ain't had nowhere to live that i didn't have a place of my own and so it is something that is so difficult it is something that is so unexpected something i just never saw coming something that I, that is just took a, a while for my mind to process like lord how am i here lord i'm faithful lord i love you lord i'm living for you lord i sacrifice for you lord i, I try to be obedient to what you tell me to do but sometimes it's not because you're doing something wrong it's because you're doing something right and god is saying because i need to elevate you because the truth be told god told me to leave that house last year and i didn't i was so comfortable and i thought that god was going to move in a way that i was used to seeing move i thought god was going to 
provide us a new place before I could leave the old place. But what God wanted me to do, he wanted me to move in faith and trust him. And sometimes that is the journey. Sometimes we got to just move. When he say, go, you just got to go. Like Abraham. Abraham didn't know. He just told him, leave. Leave your family. Go. Go to the place I'm going to show you. And Abraham left trusting God. And sometimes we want to know the details and see, I didn't move when God told me to move. God was trying to do a new thing last year. But because I was stuck in the old way and how I seen God move for me before, I didn't move. And now I had to go through more suffering than I would I would have had to go through. I had to actually go through a, these situations that I wouldn't have had to go through. When God was trying to say, daughter, I'm trying to do something new. Because God wants you to live. God is life. He's a giver of life. And Jesus came that we should have life and have it in abundance. And so when we are getting elevated or when God is trying to do something new or he's trying to create something new in our life, God will allow us to go through circumstances not to harm us, not to hurt us. Not, I mean, because the truth be told, we have somewhere to stay, right? Is it, is it, you know, what I want? You know, is it the ideal situation? No, but, uh, what I have to be grateful for, I have to thank God even still. We not on the street. Me and my children are under a roof. You know, I have had a family member that was able to open up their place. And so for that, I have to be grateful. For that, I have to continue to give God all the glory because it could have been worse. But see, I'm in a new, I'm in a different place. And in this place, it seems dark. It seems uncertain. I really don't know what God is going to do, how he's going to do it. But I trust that God is not going to fail me because he said he will never leave nor forsake you. I trust that even in this, that the Lord is going to work this for my good. I trust that even what was meant for evil, he means for good. I trust that God is going to restore all that we lost, all that we went through. I trust that God is redeeming the time he's redeeming me he's redeeming all that i went through i trust that god he has seen he knows he understands he knows what i'm going through he knows what i'm feeling and he is a provider and he is going to provide us a place and it's going to be a place that is even better than the place we left i believe that so i keep moving i keep going forth in that that's why i ain't stopped doing the podcast i'm sitting in my car i used to do the podcast in my office when we were living in the house but we got to understand just because your circumstances change don't mean your commitment to the assignment change. So if that mean I got to sit in my car and do the podcast, so be it. If that mean I got to continue to serve, so be it. If that mean I got to continue to sow out of my little bit, then so be it. Did that mean I got to continue to go to church with a smile on my face and glorifying and worshiping, then so be it. Because I can't let my circumstances dictate my worship. I can't let my circumstances dictate my um, commitment. I can't, I can't let my circumstances dictate my praise because that's what the enemy want me to do. He want me to get so focused on feeling like, God, you failed me. God, where were you? Why you let this woman disrespect me? Why you let us throw, our, throw us out the house? Why you let us be where we don't know where to stay? Why you let us be where we, you know, where, where the finances ain't here um completely yet? All of these things, the enemy want me to be focused on that, but I'm like, no, because I know that I know that my God is able to do anything but fail. There is nothing too difficult for God. It don't matter how bad your situation look. It don't matter how dead it look. It don't matter how dark it look. He still is able to speak light be and it will be. He's still able to say, be come forth and be resurrected and come out of that grave and everything gonna come back alive. He's able to breathe life, breathe his spirit, his breath into your situation and you will live again. And so I admonish you, don't be discouraged. Get into the presence of God. Get into the word get into a place of worship ask god to reveal to you what he's doing ask god to align your heart your mind with what he's doing what he wants for your life ask god to renew your mind to change your perspective ask god to put a put another uh, a song in your heart you know to, to allow you to go to a new dimension in your worship and your praise whatever you need to do if you find yourself in a dark place because trust that god is working Trust that God is working. Trust that God is doing his best work. And yes, you may not see it. Yes, you may not feel it. But God is moving. 
God is moving. He's working. He don't slumber nor sleep. God is always moving and working. It is us who give up, who get tired, who faint. You know, it is us who who relent, who, you know, who who, who uh, get weary. It is not God. We have to be able to get into that place where we know that we know that God is not going to fail us, no matter how difficult it may be to stand. The Bible says after we've done all we can do, stand and continue to stand. Stand on the foundation and the word that says that the word will not return to him void. He's not going to disappoint himself. It's the Bible says heaven and earth will pass away and his word will not. He is faithful to his word. He is faithful to perform it. He watches it to perform it. You have to continue to speak life and you will live again. You have to continue to yield to the process. I could have decided to try to fight it because I could have decided to say, well, let me go down. You know, she didn't evict me officially. I didn't have an eviction notice. You know, I could have decided, I could have made other decisions. But in that moment, even though I didn't know where me and my children were going, I had no idea idea how we was going to get a U-Haul or even move because I had no money and my account was in negative that that very morning and I nicely told her we will leave and I said it just like that I said though okay we'll leave we'll go we'll leave today and I had no idea how it was going to be done but I had faith in my heart to know God well you got to provide and he did he provided everything we needed that day and then some he, we had I was able to get a U-Haul for everything everything we needed he provided he provided. He provided. So I know my God, he is able to do every, anything but fail. He will not fail you. He is not going to leave you. He is not going to just allow you to, to go through the, the fire and stay in it. Even with Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego, they had to go in the fire. They had to go in the fiery furnace, but he was there with them. He was with them. He was the fourth man in the fire. And when they came out, they didn't smell like smoke. Not a hair on their head was singed. There was no evidence of them being in the fire because that's the kind of God we serve. That no matter how difficult your situation, how hard, how debilitating, you will come out of it and not even look like what you've been through. Most people who know me, who is in my life, even right now, will have no idea what we've gone through or what we're even going through because I still get dressed. I still put on my makeup. I still wear my hair. I still wear my heels. I still go about. I still have joy. I still love people. I still serve. I still do everything I was doing when everything was all good. Why? Because I... I trust God because I don't have to look like what I'm going through because I can't even give the enemy that satisfaction for me walking around like, woe is me. When I know I serve the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, when all God got to do is look at my situation and I, my everything can change in an instant. When I know that my God has not failed me before, when I know this may just be a season, but in due season, I will reap if I faint not because I know that I dare not go and embarrass God and look like I'm crazy and look like a mess just because of what my circumstance is saying because I'm going to stand on his word or what he said and he said that I'm above and not beneath the head and not the tail and he said he provides all my needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus and he has been providing for us he's been supernaturally providing I've been people have been just blessing us giving giving money to me you know just really blessing me I mean just out of nowhere all the time and I'm like that's the kind of God we serve even if he tell you to go to the brook like he did Elijah and the brook begins to dry up after a while, because sometimes God will tell you to go to a place and then that place after a while begin to dry up. But in that in, in that season, though, that he was sustained by that brook and God commanded ravens to come bring him meat in the morning and in the evening. God will put you on people's heart. God will call, cause people to bless you. God will sustain you. But then it, some when that season is up, it's time to move. When the brook dried up, then God told Elijah to go to the next place, to go to the widow woman's house. He was going to sustain them there. So we got to be willing to pivot. We got to be willing to understand when something begins to dry up is because God is doing a new thing. He is sending us to a new place because that's because he there is no lack in him. There is nothing that is dried up in him. He has he's unlimited, but sometimes he'll allow it to dry up because he needs us to move. And that's the only way that we'll move. And even in your place, 
in your place of uh, your season of obscurity and in, in, in your place of what seems like darkness don't be don't be stagnant don't be complacent continue to fulfill the assignment continue to do what god told you to do continue to trust him continue to be faithful continue to show up because see god's going to honor that because god knows you really love him and you're not doing it because of what he's done for you or because of, you know, how you, you, you comfort. You're not doing it because of provision. You're not doing it, you know, because of, you know, any of these things. You're doing it because you love God. Because the Bible says, if you love me, you'll obey my commands. If we love God, we'll obey him no matter how difficult it is. And I'm not saying it's easy because it's not. It's many a days I want to give up throwing the towel. I'm done. I'm over it. It's days that I just cry, 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 cry because it's not easy. But then there is something about when you just release it unto God and you lay it at his feet and he'll begin to give you rest and he'll begin to give you peace and you will be, you will get a fresh wind and a fresh fire and you will be able to go, continue to go forth if you give it to him and because that's what he tells us to do because his yoke is easy and his burden is light but god's heart is for you to live again even if you experience you know what could feel like and seem like the worst situation you know devastating loss i've heard people um give testimonies to how their entire house burned down to the ground and they were left with nothing you may have that kind of situation. You maybe you know you lost everything. Maybe you know your business went under. Maybe you got let go from your job. Maybe your marriage you got divorced. Maybe you know you had a miscarriage. Whatever the case may be, and you feel like you're in the lowest of the lowest places. Understand, even Joseph was in a pit. And not only was he in a pit, he went to being a slave, and then he went to the prison. But there came a season, and I want somebody to hear this. I pray that you hear this with your spiritual ear. There came a season where he went to the palace, where he ended up in the very place that he was always destined to be. The very place that his dreams foretold of, he still ended up in that same place, even though he had to go through being thrown in a pit, even though he had to go through going to be a slave, then being accused of something he did not do, even though he ended up in the prison, even though he he interpreted somebody's dreams and asked them to remember him. And when they got out, they didn't. And they didn't in the beginning. It took them a few years before they remembered him, even though he experienced all of that. There came a season where he ended up right where he was supposed to be as second in command to Pharaoh, ruler over everything in Egypt. Being the vessel, bringing sustenance and salvation to people in the midst of a severe famine. So if you stay the course, if you understand that God's heart and God's thoughts toward you are good, that God desires for you to have abundant life, that God wants to see you live again. If you stay and you stay faithful to God you will end up in the exact place that he's already predestined for you. You will end up in your own palace, whatever that is for you. You will end up there and you will live again. And Joseph was living so much so that he named his children Ephraim. The Lord has caused me to forget and Manasseh, the Lord has made me fruitful. Because he understood that he was in a season of restoration. He was in his season of re restoration. There will come a season when all your seeds and all your tears and even just the word of God over your life is going to have to manifest. It's going to have to come to pass because God is not a man that he shall lie. The enemy wants to get you to give up. He wants to get you to be so focused on your circumstances that you get to a place of you're, you're hopeless because hope deferred make the heart sick. He wants you to get to a place like even Job's wife told him to curse God and die. My God, God, he wants you, he wants you to give up because he knows that if you stay the course, if you stay faithful, if you keep trusting, if you keep believing, God gonna have to move for you. He's gonna be obligated. And so I just want to encourage somebody to, to you will live again. You're already living again because you're still here. It don't have to look like it's, you think it's supposed to look. It don't got to feel like you think it's supposed to feel. God is a miracle worker. He is a way maker. God is moving as we speak. Heaven is always moving. There is never a moment where there is not no activity in the heavens. 
whether we know it or not. And actually, we are in a very, very, very special time and we're under open heaven. If you know the times, that's why it's so important that we know the times and the seasons because we're in the season leading up to Pentecost. We're in those 50 days from Passover to Pentecost, which is spiritually, this is just a very high um, spiritual, a time of spiritual activity where doors are opening, where gates are opening, where God is moving, where there's a lot of activity in the spirit realm. And yes, the enemy may be trying to ramp up and maybe trying to do things in your life because he's trying to get you to be distracted right he don't want you to keep your mind on christ he don't want you to you know keep your keep your ear to heaven he don't want you to understand just 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 the the the, the fullness and richness of the timing that you're in you are in a moment of time where god has prepared he was over 2000 years ago preparing to send the holy spirit to whom we have access to any day that we just when we received christ we have access to also be filled with holy spirit they had to wait for him to come for him to make his debut for the for jesus to send him but now that he's here we have access to him but we are in that time where god has begun to shift everything where the early church was born and they entered into the time of acts where miracles and signs and wonders begin to just 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 take place just like like everywhere because this is the season we're in and that has not changed we are still in that season and so be in be in tune with the season don't let your circumstances get you to forsake your season get you to waste the season you are in the moment and in the time where you will see the miracle hand of god if you stay the course if you stay and if you stay in position and if you continue to allow god to work and create and to shape and mold you into what he needs you to be in order for you to fulfill the will and purpose he has for your life and you will live again you will live again. So I hope that today's episode blessed you. I hope that it encouraged you. I hope you received something from it. As always, take everything back to the Lord. If you feel like this is um, that the Lord was speaking to you, if you feel like this word resonated with you, take it back to him. Take it back to the Father. Seek him on more information um, to, to really elaborate on how it applies to you what it is he's saying to you, what it, what it is he needs you to do um, so you can continue to walk in the fullness of his plans that he has for you. And so I just thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Live Again on the Purity After Promiscuity podcast. I pray that the Lord will bless you and keep you. I pray that the Lord will make his face to shine upon you, that he will be gracious unto you and grant you his peace. And as always, remember, your past does not define you. It develops you and you are worthy.